I want to thank Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder, for wishing Tags, the Alvin Galloway Show, a happy birthday. Thank you, Stevie. All right, welcome to the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. On this segment, we are celebrating my fourth year anniversary. So while we're celebrating like this, we'll take a toast to the years to come. Stay together out of We should be one. Happy anniversary, my dear. Happy anniversary and good cheer. Happy anniversary. Is in the woman who packs them up And in you I can begin To be the one To hold this tent That's the way You've always been So while we're celebrating Like this I'll drink a toast to you, my dear Cause I made my resolution This is my own constitution To love you more and more each day Ooh, Happy anniversary And good cheer. Happy anniversary. Well, Harry, sure sounds good today. I like this. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you, Harry. Thank you. Thank you. The songs are good. Let's be all down. Thank you, Ray Goodman and Brown. Happy anniversary to Tags, the Alvin Galloway Show. Yes. And in the studio, I have my guest is the one and only Clotie Hammonds. And she was the first guest on my show four years ago. And she has had the privilege 
to be. <laughs> she has had the privilege to be on my anniversary shows every year. And uh, once again, she has been able to receive that glorious invitation. And we're going to talk to her about uh, what she's doing in the community because she is pretty active and she's quite a troublemaker. And uh, so stay tuned. We'll be back to the Alvin Galloway Show here celebrating the fourth year anniversary on RadioPhoenix.org. And we're going to kick it off with Sting and Shaggy. Something I don't know It's quarter to three You're singing driving me right out of my tree I'm so tired that I could weep When all the other birdies are so fast asleep yeah. Morning is coming Morning is on its way Morning is coming It's Revelation Day Sweet nightingale We'll talk it over in the light of day Why can't it wait? I need my beauty sleep, whatever you say Wake up, it's a beautiful day Wake up, don't you hear what I say? Cause I'll be rocking in my shoes to this sweet reggae groove Ain't nobody gonna spoil my mood To this beautiful sunshine I'm rising up Just a positive vibe, me use and build me up Overflowing like the hot coffee in a makeup Ain't no time for easing up yeah. Morning is coming Morning is coming Morning is on its, it's way. on its way Morning is coming It's Revelation Day It's Revelation Day Oh Nightingale You broke a dream or I don't live on my own Oh Nightingale I look around but there's nobody home Rouse yourself and get out of bed uh-huh. Drag a comb across your sleepy head Clean your teeth and wash your face Look like you're a member of the human race Wake up, it's a beautiful day Myself, wake up, don't you hear what I say? Cause I'll be rocking in my shoes to this sweet reggae groove Ain't nobody gonna spoil my mood now miss the morning time, back to evening time This a message when me used to uplift mankind Whether you no offy bubble or you no offy wine Enjoy, it's a beautiful time oh, morning is coming Morning is coming Morning is on its way It's on its way Morning is coming It's Revelation Day Revelation Day Morning is coming Morning is on its way. way. Morning is coming. It's Revelation Day. All right, that is Shaggy and Sting. Morning is coming. Uh, What a beautiful morning it has been. no matter if it rains, sunshine, or whatever it is, just as long as you woke up, it's been a beautiful morning. And this is the Alvin Galloway Show on this fabulous Sunday afternoon. And 
with us we have Miss Cloty Hammers, who is an activist. I'll say she's an <laughs> activist. She's an artist and an activist in the arts and the community. Uh, she's worked in uh, health area on HIV and AIDS awareness, um, exhibiting a different art around the valley. And so, like I said, she was my first guest, and I tried to continue that path, even though she's a pain in the <laughs> blink, 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 uh, <laughs> quite often. Uh, so how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good. And I just want to say that even though you were kidding before about mm. me being honored to be your guest, I really am. I'm honored I, to have I, you. I, I really am. Yes, yes. So, uh, well, let's, let's talk about one thing that you have going on currently at ASU, Arizona State uh, University's Tempe campus. It's an exhibition the Great Migration and Undiscernibles in Arizona, and that started in October, uh, and it's going to December 15th. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, it's actually the Great Migration Indiscernibles because uh, black people were not considered migrants or refugees, so we were indiscernible, mm. um, as, as other groups have been considered as migrants or or refugees, if you will. No one ever considers blacks as that. And so the narrative, we've been left out of the narrative of Arizona history. Mm -hmm. I challenge you to go to any book or look on any map or, you know, any, any source, and there are maybe two or three prominent black Arizonans you will find, but you will not find the story of the, the average person and how blacks came to live in Arizona and particularly the challenges that we have faced. Mm -hmm. So what, what inspired you to do, uh, do this project? As you know, I've worked on uh, uh, American chattel slavery history for a, a long time, over 20 years. So it'll be 24 years for the Emancipation Marathon in June. Mm -hmm. So I've worked on that for a long time. And there's this glaring omission when you when you watch uh, PBS or you watch any of the historical narratives or you read anything. There's a sense of what about us? Mm -hmm. Okay, and and I know personally, my family's been here for a very long time, and other families have been here for a very long time, but there is no acknowledgement of their presence or their contributions. And so for a number of years, I have been determined to turn that around. And I would love for every black child in Arizona to have that sense of belonging and uh, to look back at their family's contribution and place within not just uh, American history, but very specifically Arizona history. And uh, you have some deep ties because your one of your grandfathers was a former Buffalo soldier mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. who had uh, who's an entrepreneur and had mm -hmm. a uh, fuel business mm -hmm. on Jefferson and was about 11th Street where the parking lot for First Institutional is now. At First Institutional mm -hmm. and the fire station. So right. it was you know it was a good sized lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, he delivered ice and coal and kerosene and and lumber and 
you know, sometimes I'd work for him and I'd answer the phone, Hammond's Fuel, Oak mm-hmm. Sand Silt, and Presto Logs. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first came here uh, to er- to Arizona and I noticed that uh, the building and the, the, uh, I noticed all the firewood that was like, in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the front and the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so lo and behold, I connect with a relative of... Uh, uh, what, what was your grandfather's name? George Hammonds. George Hammonds, yes, yes. Same as my father, same as my brother. <laughs> All right, right, right. Got three Hammonds. Mm-hmm. And then that's a, uh, uh, let's see, that's like a three aces. Three George Hammonds. Okay. Three George Hammonds. Uh, there's well, three, Right, right. Yeah, three, yeah. three George Hammonds. Yeah. We don't include you enough. <laughs> uh, but that's, that's great. One, uh, they have the history and to work to preserve that history uh, for others to, to know about and everything. Um, and then, you know, the uh, emancipation uh, uh, marathon that you do, and a lot of folks might not be familiar with it, is, is that she has uh, people come in and read uh, books, um, passages from uh, ch- about chattel sla- slavery and uh, tell us a little bit about that so, so I don't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Emancipation Marathon is a literary marathon that commemorates and honors the victims of American chattel slavery. And in June, we will be observing our 24th year because mm. you were at the first one mm-hmm. and you better be at this I'm one. I'll be at that one. At Changing Hands Bookstore. And um, basically, I, I view it in four Uh, distinct uh, context and it's slavery the law a lot of people do not know what enslaved a person the definition the human condition and the legacy Mm -hmm. and so I give people something to read and hopefully it's nothing they've ever read before people bring things that they want to read and you have you have (laughs) no idea how many times I have turned down I have a dream And, 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 you know, that's good, but no, I Mm -hmm. I want you to read this and hopefully learn something and experience something new and share it with other people. And the um, the important part to me is we are reading this history out loud. Right. We are not bowing our heads down. We are, you know, stating it over a microphone for Mm -hmm. any and everybody to hear. And it's continuous reading. So there's no political agenda. If you get up there with some political stuff, I'm going to, yep, uh, Sandman is coming <laughs> for coming you. quick. Yeah. quick. <laughs> Actually, you've been with me. With <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Had to, had to get the hook out. <laughs> yep. And what I love about it, too, is that it's everybody participates, no matter what color, race, or ability, whatever. Everybody comes in and participates. Exactly. You, you pick people out of the crowd who might be sitting there mm-hmm. listening, and you ask them if they want to read. And I'll say 99% of them do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do learn. They do are exposed to something that they've never been exposed to before. So it's, uh, uh, I think, a great learning uh, process for people. And I think um, it, it's it's so moving for so many people because it's so rare to publicly outside of a classroom Mm -hmm. discuss the the conditions and the history of black people in this country you know there's always some sort of uh 
a prerequisite for it. Oh, we can bring it in under this context or that context, but this is an annual event. It started downtown, and uh, um, I've never missed a year. It started being much longer than yeah, it was a true marathon 24 really hours was. around the clock yes it was how many years was it did you do around the clock i'm trying to remember. i did it two years around was, the clock because they kicked that. no they kicked us out of the, of hub, the hub building right, yeah right. i did it two years yeah folks the hub is now the valley bar if you're familiar with the valley bar and in the hub you had uh, studios different artists had studios there i had a fabulous studio <laughs> photography studio there it is very Dirty well socks very on the well floor. organized <laughs> very well organized you know i go to the valley bar now and i look out and say man this is, it this breaks is your heart I, doesn't yeah, it yeah this is where i used to kick it and yeah i had the grease coming down from the, from yeah, the restaurant and, yeah. you know, above me and everything yeah so. and and there's just there's really um as black artists there, I really don't feel any sense of welcome mm -hmm. in that place. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, even though they have black performers, there's it, it's almost like uh, something great was wiped out. There were 12 artists. There were poets. Yeah. There were visual artists. There mm -hmm. were photographers. And um, it, it was a, a very talented group plus we had a gallery right and every month we had showing. we had some great exhibitions right. we had great performances mm -hmm. so uh it, it really is kind of heartbreaking to see what the valley bar has become yeah when i was a little rock me in the cradle in them there old cotton fields at home when I was a little baby, my mama would rock me in the cradle, in them there old cotton fields at home. Ah, when them cotton balls get rotten, you can't pick very much cotton in them there old cotton fields at home. It was down in Louisiana, just a mile from Texarkana, in them there old cotton fields at home. Now it might sound very funny, but you did make very much money in them there. Oh, cotton fields at home. Yes, it might sound very funny, but you did make very much money in them there old cotton fields at home. Ah, when them cotton balls get rotten, you can't pick very much cotton in them there old cotton fields at home. I was down in Louisiana, just a mile from Texarkana, in them there old cotton fields at home. I was over in Arkansas when the sheriff asked me, what did you come here for? In them there old cotton fields at home. Yes, I was over in Arkansas when the sheriff asked me, what did you come here for? In the mail, oh, cotton fields at home. 
Oh, when them cotton balls get rotten, you can't pick very much cotton in there. A cotton feels at home. It was down in Louisiana, just tomorrow from Texacana in there. A cotton feels at home. When I was a Baby, my mama would rock me in the cradle in them there. Oh, cotton fields at home. When I was a little bitty baby, my mama would rock me in the cradle in them there. Oh, cotton fields at home. Ah, when them cotton balls get rotten, you can't. Very much cotton in there. Oh, cotton fields at home. I was down in Louisiana, just a mile from Texacana. In there. Oh, cotton fields at home. In there. Are you still haunted by that old love that's hanging around your driveway? Is your front yard cluttered with the remains of an old romance? Are the neighbors starting to shake their heads because you just can't let go? Then it's time to get rid of that old car, boat, motorcycle, or anything else with a motor. And no, we are not taking your lawnmowers. For a tax deduction for you and a charitable contribution, to Radio Phoenix. Now, for more information about Radio Phoenix's CARS donation program, just call 1-877-919-7749. Again, that's 1-877-919-7749. Radio Phoenix and your neighbors, thank you in advance. Absolutely. This is Althea Long, and you're listening to The Alvin Galloway Show. Stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up. The Alvin Galloway Show, Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for conversation, music, and culture. And tune in to The Althea Long Show. It's a music mind walk every Sunday at noon to 2 p.m. right here on Radio Phoenix. All right, welcome back to the Alvin Galloway Show, and uh, we're here celebrating the fourth anniversary of the tags, the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioFinks.org, and I have my guest, Clotie Hammonds, who was the first guest I had on that fabulous day back in uh, 2015. I think the, what was the date? November the 22nd. I believe that's what it was. Yeah. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> but that's what it was. And we just listened to uh, Harry Belafonte, uh, The Cotton Fields. And offline, Clotie was telling me that her aunt uh, used to date uh, Big Harry. So tell us a little bit about Big Harry. You know? <laughs> I didn't know him. <laughs> and you if I did, it. I wouldn't tell it. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, I when I came actually, I, you know, we got some vinyl in here, and, and one day I was looking through here, and uh, I saw Harry Belafonte's album, 
and I start playing. I say, oh, let me uh, let me throw a little Harry in here, and the cotton fields. And I pick the cotton fields because you know the, the work you do with the sure. the exhibition, and a lot of people don't know that cotton cotton was a big draw that brought a lot of uh, blacks to uh, Arizona. They recruited to, to pick cotton. Right, right, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, and and when you say recruited, it almost mm -hmm. sounds like it was a choice. Yeah, yeah. like it was an opportunity. <laughs> opportunity. Right, and right. and actually, <laughs> the the WPA and the Growers Association um, circulated uh, in Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Texas mm -hmm. two blacks that they knew were starving and and just completely wiped out because the Great Depression uh, was going on and the mm. ravages, uh, you know, and black people didn't have nothing in those places right. anyway. Right. And uh, they recruited heavily in those places with the promises of cabins mm. and, you know. Yeah, but uh, milk and honey. Uh, well, <laughs> at, at <laughs> least running water and right. sanitation, mm -hmm. and none of those things were true. Mm -hmm. And they they recruited throughout the greater metropolitan Phoenix area. Mm -hmm. And so cotton and black people really did have a major hand in, in the financial prosperity and the growth of, you know, what we mm -hmm. now know as... Right as uh, the greater metropolitan area. And I always say to people, uh, name the five C's for me. Mm -hmm. Cotton, uh -huh. citrus, uh -huh. climate, uh -huh. cattle. Uh -huh. uh, wait a Cotton, citrus, climate, cattle. I forget what the other C is. Uh, corruption? No, no cop cop copper. Copper, <laughs> right, copper. Yeah, yeah. yeah, corruption could have been the sixth one. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah, I forget about copper. Yeah, it was a big copper uh, mining place here. And, and in the 30s, Pima Cotton, uh, because of the Dunlop tires, mm. was very much in demand. Mm -hmm. It was much stronger than the, you know, uh, more refined Egyptian cotton. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and um, Goodyear, Goodyear Tire mm -hmm. um, was a big cotton place. Well, actually, Ocotillo in Chandler uh, used to be called Goodyear mm -hmm. because of, of the cotton that they uh, had there, and that's where uh, they brought a lot of blacks from Texas, Coy Payne and his family. And who, Coy Payne was the first black mayor in Arizona, elected mayor in Arizona, and uh, a lot of individuals lived in that that area. Sure, and mm -hmm. Buckeye, mm -hmm. and you know Chandler, mm -hmm. even, and right. and and Phoenix proper, mm -hmm. um, just all over. But if you ask the average high school student, tell me where your grandparents came from. Mm -hmm. Tell me where your great-grandparents, they have no idea. Right. And there's such a stigma, even among black people, about being cotton pickers that so much has been done to erase that. Mm -hmm. And I always tell uh, high school students, you know, as much as I love Black Panther and Wakanda, the real heroes were, were those uh, ancestors mm. that were in those cotton fields that right. let you have that iPhone today and, right. and these, the, you know, the fake hair and all the <laughs> other, all the <laughs> other things that you might want. Right. So look to your own family for your heroes. heroes. Yeah, you know, I was so I was shocked when I came out here and I th I was going to school at um, um, Scottsdale Community mm -hmm. and driving down Pima Road and looked over and saw I said. Well, 
no, what's that white stuff? It looks like cotton. And then I was like, let me, let me, let me check it out. And it was cotton. I was like, wow, they got cotton out here. As a matter of fact, when I got back home that day, I called my dad because you know my parents mm-hmm. are from Mississippi. Mm-hmm. They know all about a little bit about cotton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, you don't believe they got cotton out here? Yeah, you know? and and unfortunately. So many people have ties. There's many people here from Mississippi mm-hmm. that could, you know, ostensibly be related or know, you know, your mm-hmm. family or whatever. And unfortunately, so little is known about blacks in Arizona, outside of Arizona. And unfortunately, we don't even know about ourselves in Arizona. Right. That when I visit other cities and people say, well, where are you from? What kind of accent is that? And I'll say, I'm from Arizona. I'm from Phoenix. They're like, they got black people in Phoenix? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, no, because I'm out of town right now. I'm the only one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They uh, they might have another one in my family, but that's it. Not out here. Not out here. Uh, Now, your exhibit is also, after it leaves uh, Arizona State University, uh, Sun Devils, it's going to the Rosin House, which is downtown Phoenix, and uh, um, the little cultural area um, off of Adams and mm-hmm. 7th Street. Mm-hmm. So, At Heritage Square. Heritage Square. Right. So right. how long will it be there? Uh, it will be there until May. Okay. So the, the Rosin House, I'm very happy to be there. Um, a great group of people to work with mm-hmm. uh, and and I'm very happy because it is a historic location and right. so it's a very much a perfect setting to have this uh, look back into the black past of Arizona and they're so welcoming mm-hmm. you know I've knocked on a lot of doors throughout the years mm-hmm. and have not been very welcome <laughs> door slam <laughs> <laughs> I got sense enough to jump back. <laughs> jump back. <laughs> jump back, Sally. Jump back. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the, the the process of of developing this exhibit, how long was it? How long? Was oh, good Lord. It's, yeah. it's still developing. Still that's, developing. that's the thing mm-hmm. is that people, uh, and you were there that night when people saw what it was, mm-hmm. and then suddenly they remembered, I have an artifact. I have a story. I know somebody. And now it's safe to tell it. Right, right. And and so it's ongoing. Um, one of the things that I love so much, and, and I have to give credit to my collaborator, um, Mesky. Uh, I don't want to mess up her last name either. <laughs> right. uh, but, uh, and uh, Marco and, and uh, Dr. Tune, uh, great people. Um, but... I had had this outlined, and I have a a sort of giant manuscript Mm -hmm. uh, that I hope eventually will be a book, but uh, I had this outlined, and, you know, then we we really started, were able to begin talking about how to bring this to life, but when you talk about how long did it take, it, it took years, because very often when you try to interview people, they only want to talk about the good times. There you go. Yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. No challenges. And and mm-hmm. I have to tell you, do, while I was researching things, I came across a death certificate for a brother. He would have been my older brother. Mm. And he died at uh, St. Monica's Hospital, the, the black hospital. People don't even know that that was such a thing. Mm. And 
Is he, that the one that was downtown? I mean, off of Jefferson? Yes. George? Okay. Well, off of, uh, I want to say, I want to say Buckeye. Um, but at any rate, he died there, and his death certificate was signed by Dr. Lowell C. Wormley and Lincoln Ragsdale. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's this little piece of, of history with these signatures on it, and, you know, and, and it's a very sad, sad thing. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I know about what happened to those nurses from that hospital is that if you if you walk through St. Joseph's Hospital, they have a lot of history there, don't they? Right. Nothing right. about black folks. Right. Mm-hmm. So those Just nurses didn't go there. Mm-hmm. They became domestic workers. Oh, wow. Wow, really? At least many of them did. Mm-hmm. And I know this personally for a fact. Mm. So they, were, they weren't allowed to, uh, exactly. to work at St. Joseph's. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting, unfortunately. Um so what what are some of the other areas that you are uh, you're working in right now? Uh, we just finished a uh, and you know one of the missions um, my organization I'm a resident at the Phoenix Center for right now uh, at the Phoenix Center for the Arts and um, my organization is called Emancipation Arts mm-hmm. and I do curating I do uh, community engagements. Um, I do um, arrange performances and so forth. And so one of the things that we just completed in collaboration with Modified Arts is a visual exhibition called The Spillover Effect. And, and it was very well attended. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and I'm very proud of that exhibition. Four artists, Nicholas Murray, three local artists, Nicholas Murray, uh, Leonard Wilson, and myself, and Michael Massenberg from Los Angeles uh, gave our visual responses to the phenomena of what happens to black people psychologically when one of us is murdered by police. Mm. And it was a very powerful, you saw it, it was a very powerful visual experience. So now, based on that, uh, I'm working on an anthology of the spillover effect and we also had a poem uh in in that so there'll be poetry there'll be essays there'll be visual work um so that we can all comment uh in in a tangible but creative way Mm -hmm. about the psychological effect this is having on us you know um speaking of poetry um your brother uh george was he like the fifth the third. <laughs> the third. George III. George Hammonds III. George Hammonds III. So royal. Uh, <laughs> is a poet. Yes. And uh, he contributed a poem to your exhibit. Yes. Uh, what, was, what was the title of that the poem? Which exhibit? Uh, to uh, the, the Spillover Effect? Right. It was called The Good Ship Jesus. Good Ship Jesus. Yes. Okay. Yeah, right. that was... Uh, was it, and then he had one, was that the same one that was in the no, no, issue? No, okay. uh, that one was called, uh, the one in the Great Migration and Discernibles in Arizona is called Downtown Phoenix 1959. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. And he has been a guest on the Alvin Gallery Show. We got the family coming in. <laughs> <laughs> the Hammonds family, uh, partaking in this show. Um, and those, those are very... Uh, mode, I'll say motivating, but uh, uh, moving poems uh, that he um, 
has written. Absolutely. And, uh, and it, it tells a lot about the history of Arizona uh, in this red state uh, that people just see sunshine and uh, but not the effects of racism and everything here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I congratulate George the Third <laughs> on on that on that work and everything. Um, so the, uh, the spillover effect. What 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 would you say that you're uh, in, in trying to uh, well putting this exhibit together? What was you trying to reach the community with? First of all, let's acknowledge that these things do affect us, and mm-hmm. they, it affects us very differently than it affects whites or, or other people, um, because we know that uh, the likelihood of any justice is very slim, right? if mm-hmm. any. If any, yeah. And um, so you don't even have to know the person's name for it to affect you. And we we lag so far behind in competent, competent mental health uh, facilities mm-hmm. for black people. And you know, people will, you'll see people on television say, if you're depressed, just get help. And mm-hmm. it's not that easy. easy. Right. It's mm-hmm. not that easy. Mm-hmm. So uh, we are community building. And one of the reasons that I invited Michael Massenberg, because I immensely respect his work, first of all, he's an amazing artist, he's a a very deep thinker, and he's capable of putting that in a visual way. Right. Um, And so one of the reasons I invited him is because we're going to be doing an exchange program, Black Artists in Phoenix, uh, don't have the benefit of being invited into exhibitions and and we don't have our own gallery space. We don't have our own uh, cultural, uh, the benefit of our own cultural facility. Mm-hmm. I've tried for over, over 15 years to get such a thing through the city of Phoenix. And surprise, surprise, the building just came open for another group, but nothing for us. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do an exchange program so that we will have broader exposure and these profound thoughts can be seen and exchanged and discussed and evolve into even other things. Right. rocks out here on the chain gang breaking rocks and serving my time breaking rocks out here on the chain gang because i've been convicted of crime i hold it steady right there while i hear it well i reckon that ought to get it working uh-huh working but it's still got shorts every far to go I committed crime, Lord, I need Crime of being hungry and poor I left the grocery store, man, breathing When he caught me robbing his store Hold it steady right there while I hit it Well, I reckon that ought to get it Been working, 
Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. One way you can support Radio Phoenix is by becoming one of our members. For as little as $35 per year, members receive discounts, savings, and other benefits provided by our membership program partners. And don't forget the membership fee is tax deductible. For more information or to sign up, call 480-829-5746. Or go online to RadioPhoenix.org, click on the support tab at the top, and then become a member on the drop-down menu. We thank you for your generous support of Community Radio. This is Tara Laurie of Youth World Education Project. You're listening to The Alvin Galloway Show. Stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up. The Alvin Galloway Show Sundays, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for conversation, music, and culture. Check out Youth World Education Project at youthwep.org. This is for that little child with no father. Exactly what you're thinking. I've had those thoughts a million times. I can see the question that's behind your eyes, or you're searching for your peace of mind. Now, listen up to this truth you are me, and I am you. Every one of us is worthy, baby girl. Worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. I know your life, I felt your pain. I know your joys and your shames. Sometimes it feels like life walks over you, like you're a penny on the ground. But either on the ground or in your purse, the smallest piece still holds its worth. Every one of us is worthy. Baby girl, worthy 
worthy woman every one of us is worthy baby girl worthy woman every one of us is worthy worthy of love worthy of life worthy of saying no when something don't feel right this is a song for you for all the ups and downs that life will put you through oh, so listen up to this truth you are me and i am you every one of us is worthy yeah baby girl worthy woman every one of us is worthy baby girl worthy woman every one of us is worthy baby Worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. Baby girl, worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. Every one of us is worthy. Every one of us is worthy. All right, that was uh India Irie and Worthy and before that we had Nina Simone and Work to Do here on the Alvin Galloway show the fourth anniversary of the show and we're kicking it with Miss Chloe T. Hammonds long time I guess I'll call her a friend <laughs> or, or more like a pain no you better pay me my money <laughs> the checks in the bell the checks in the bell she's an activist as I would phrase it uh, artist uh, curator troublemaker you can go down the list in the <laughs> alphabet and you, you can find a word to describe her and uh, we've been talking about her journey and the things that she's involved in and I believe when we left if my mind doesn't serve me well, which it doesn't, um, we're, what, what are we talking about? Oh, uh, oh you're, you're talking about uh, coming to the exhibit, going to the rods. No, we were talking about the cotton, because I played the cotton song, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, the impact that uh, blacks have had. And Oh, no. And the spillover And the spillover effect, effect. yeah. Yes. All right. I'm, I'm starting the to come back. The upcoming anthology. The coming anthology. Okay. So, mm -hmm. um, now, let's see how I'm going to phrase this. Um, to uh, improve... What what are the ingredients to improve, the, I'll say, the recognition of black artists here in the state of uh, Arizona? One of the really important things is I, if you look at all of the arts organizations and look at their board of directors, mm -hmm. who's on it? There's not too many of us. Uh, right, exactly mm -hmm. right. And mm -hmm. those of us that are on it um, maybe are not very in tune with the rest of the black community mm -hmm. or maybe they have very special interests that are aligned with certain factions of those boards and so um, I, I really do believe it's in our best interest not necessarily to try and infiltrate those boards mm -hmm. but as I told you before we're doing an exchange project with uh, some Los Angeles art spaces and to build our own collaborations. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the uh, like the Kwanzaa, uh, the Gaza Sabas, the, the Gaza Saba, the mm-hmm. uh, uh, I would say the self determination Kuchichakalia, mm-hmm. uh, who definitely have to emphasize that in our lives. Uh, Absolutely, so. and for so long. Um, you know, and and I am guilty of this as well. You know, I, I applied to the uh, uh, Phoenix Office of Arts and Culture mm-hmm. for grants, the mm-hmm. Arizona Commission on the Arts for grants. And, you know, there was no way in the world that I was going to get any of those mm-hmm. things. And I want you to just look around at the, the arts landscape of public art. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you find art by... Uh, uh, black artist, it is not uh, clearly stating anything with an Afrocentric theme, um, particularly with respect to local black existence. Right. And so, you know, one of the things that I've said to the Commission on the Arts and, and you know, uh, Office of Arts and Culture is not every day is Dia de los Muertos. Right. Okay. Right. It's not every day. Right. And we do have something to contribute, but you know, it, it's it's very difficult here unless you you know are really determined, have a vision, and we have no place, mm-hmm. no consistent place. Just if you go to another city, you know, you might say to yourself, "Oh, this section of town." I know I will see some great art. I know there's a bookstore. I know there's a black coffee shop. Mm-hmm. I know, you yeah. know, we yeah. don't have that. Right. Yeah, it's going to take some work. Uh, you know, there are some things that kind of springing up uh, along the way, uh, and we definitely have to support it because one of the problems is, you know, if we start something, unfortunately, we don't support it like we should. And um, and actually, I find that that's not even true. You don't think it's true? No, oh. I, I find oh. that that's not even true. Oh. Um, I, I, like I said, the, the huge problem of space and when you say we don't support it like we should, I want you to look at those other groups once again, look at the board of directors, look who's supporting Art Detour, for instance, Mm -hmm. okay? And so it's not just our support that is necessary. We ain't got no money. Right, yeah, we got to have other folks. Thank you. Right, yeah, definitely, definitely got to come in and... I'll throw because the dollars are green <laughs> and, and that's the only color it is and you can't say that you are for I say a diverse community uh, a, uh, a rising diverse community if you're only supporting one group or one section of it and everything mm-hmm. um, but but it will be considered diversity because you know we've got the rainbow we've got the the brown interest we've got you know just the plain southwest thing going on mm-hmm. and uh you know i've been challenged many times as, as to why i say it's not truly aiming to be diverse outreach is a is a process and outreach is what those larger organizations fail miserably at. Right. Yeah. And we got to hold them uh, accountable, uh, like you're doing. Uh, got to be that pain in the rear end to uh, make make things happen. Um, uh, I do want to let you know that uh, a- as far as this dialogue is, is going, with the great migration in discernibles in Arizona, there's always a community engagement with that visual exhibition. Mm-hmm. So uh, I am working 
with some uh, Latinx individuals and we are going to do a community engagement about the myth of black and brown allyship mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so uh, that will be coming up I don't have a date for it don't have a place for it but that's that's a bigger dialogue you'll be hearing about yeah yeah that's something that definitely needs to be discussed uh, the what's what's uh, also in your future say you put on your uh, your future hat What's in the future for Cloty Hammonds? Well, this exhibition will be traveling. I'm working on a uh, uh, guide for teachers so that they will be able to implement Arizona uh, history or the history of blacks in Arizona in their classrooms in a uh, in a way that is accessible to their students, but also. Um, I don't want people to feel guilty because you don't know what you don't know. If they don't offer it to you when you're in college, you don't want to, like, go into deeper debt. <laughs> and so, um, you know, a lot of people think that they're very well-educated about Arizona history, and they they can't see the glaring omissions. So I'm creating a, a guide for teachers. Um, I have a book coming out in the spring and the the um, uh, book is called Jelani's Quest for um, for um, oh my gosh Jelani's Quest for Unending Energy Mm. and it's about the uh, effects that adult depression has on children so how children observe it and how they respond to adult depression. And then you said the spring is coming out? Mm-hmm. So I'm illustrating that. I wrote it oh, and I'm okay. illustrating that. Oh, cool. Look forward to it. Yeah, we had to come on and talk about that when the, uh, when it's about to break. And, and like I said, um, it, it's really uh, a, a shabby, shabby place that black mental health care has in this state as you know I work with homeless people Mm -hmm. and so many people do not get the benefit and and they're not they're not on the street because they're drinking or using drugs okay they are some of the most exploited victimized people Mm -hmm. in the world they're on the streets because they lost their job they became depressed they couldn't bear to face or speak to another person Mm -hmm. And and it's really like pulling back the petals of a delicate flower. Mm. Yeah, you know I applaud you do the work that you do uh, with the homeless because uh, you know I've been around with you for a while and I see that you you give them respect. That a lot of people don't give them. You notice them and uh, treat them as the human being that they are. Because a lot of people, you know, they try to avoid them. Uh, they don't want to look them in the eye. They don't want to have no contact with them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can't truly call yourself a person, a human, if you don't respect other humans, no matter what level they are on. Right. And uh, definitely have to have that uh, respect for everybody. I really appreciate you coming out and uh, sharing this fourth anniversary with me as uh, usual. So look for for the fifth. So I think we're going to do... Uh, a big party up in this joint. <laughs> I want some cake now. You want some cake now? Uh, I think there might be some in the vending machine <laughs> down the hallway. 
You ain't no good. <laughs> you can try that. Oh, if people want to get in touch with you, how would they do that? You can go to my Facebook page, Emancipation Arts, or you can uh, email me, emancipationartsaz at gmail.com. All right, fabulous. And uh, as I always say, today's a great day uh, to make somebody's day great. Oh, um, what's the song that you want to go out with? Uh, what? James Cleveland, Lord, help me to hold on. James Cleveland, we'll have Help me that. to hold out. Hold out. All right. Uh, we'll see you next Sunday right here on the Alvin Galloway Show. Thank you. Give me the patience.